In this episode, I'm going to talk you through being self-employed and employed at the same time. I'm about to explain how tax and national insurance work and what you can and cannot claim. I am Annette Ferguson, Chartered Accountant and Certified Profit First Professional. I am also CEO of Annette & Co, a UK-based accounting firm. When you're an employee, you are taxed via the payroll. However, when you are self-employed or have a side hustle, then you are taxed via submission of a personal tax return, also known as a self-assessment return. In your personal tax return, you submit the details of your self-employed income and expenses along with the details from your salaried employment, which you will find in your P60 each year. Your P60 is basically a summary of the payslips you've received from your employed position throughout the year. Now, don't worry, entering the details into your personal tax return for your salaried work doesn't mean that you'll be taxed on it again. All it does is make sure that you're taxed at the right band and bracket for your self-employed work, your sole trade, your side hustle. And because you have to declare the details of your sole trade business in your personal tax return, that means that you need to keep records of all the income received in relation to it and all the expenses you have incurred that are necessary as part of running that sole trade business. Because that information is needed when you submit your personal tax return. Now, I did say that when you submit your personal tax return, but of course you can choose to do it yourself or you can choose to have an accountant support you and submit it for you as well. So when I say keep records, this can be as simple as maintaining a spreadsheet and having a separate business bank account for your sole trade, for your self-employment. The spreadsheet needs to be nothing fancy. It can be very simple and basic. Or you can opt to use a piece of bookkeeping software like Xero or QuickBooks, which does make the process easier. But of course, these do cost money. And overall, you might feel like it's a bit overkill if your side business is very small. Also, If your income from your side business is less than £1,000 a year, you may qualify for something that is called a trading allowance. A trading allowance means that you don't actually need to declare the income and expenses if your business is making less than £1,000 a year. But it is important to note that you are, even in this situation, still supposed to keep records of the income and the associated costs costs of your business. And that's what it is. It is a business, your side hustle, your sole trade, your bit, the extra that you're doing, it is classed as a business. But for this video, I'm going to assume that your annual business income, your sales from your side business annually are greater than a thousand pounds. And therefore you need to declare this income and its associated costs. So the first thing we're going to look at is national insurance. So your employer will deduct class one national insurance from your salary as part of payroll. And with your side business, you potentially also have to pay class two and class four national insurance. 
How much you have to pay depends on the combined total of your wages and your side business. But the class two and class four national insurance, the national insurance on your side business, that is calculated annually each year when your personal tax return, your self-assessment return, these words are interchangeable, when that is prepared, your national insurance contributions are calculated at that point. That means that any additional class two and class four national insurance you're required to pay gets paid annually by the 31st of January each year alongside any self-assessment tax that you're required to pay. So there is another option that we've not actually touched on and that is to run your side business as a limited company. That's not what we're speaking about in this video. We're speaking about running it as a sole trade, running it as self-employed. And that is what we are covering here. The taxes associated with that is what we are covering in this video. Sometimes the word self-employed gets a little bit muddied because of how different people treat that word. So for example, for mortgage purposes, people often say that someone is self-employed when they are running a limited company, but technically under tax legislation, you are self-employed if you are a sole trader. So not if you are running your business through a limited company. And that situation is what we are covering here. Sole trader, self-employed. So as a sole trader, you are taxed for your side business based on the profits that the business generates. That means how we come up with the number for profit matters a lot. Which expenses are allowed or disallowed for tax purposes is really important to understand. The general rule is that expenditure not incurred wholly and exclusively for the purposes of business is not allowed. Let me repeat that again. It has to be wholly and exclusively for the purposes of business. There are a number of different types of expenditure which are not allowed for tax purposes. We call this disallowed. That means that if you have spent money on these things and you are deducting them to work out how much profit you've made, you need to not deduct them. So you need to add those back in if you've already taken them out to reach your profit figure. So capital expenditure, including depreciation, is not allowed. Improvements to an asset, that's capital and therefore not an allowable deduction. Reliefs such as qualifying loan interest payments, they are not allowed. And entertaining is not allowed unless it's entertaining of employees. So if you're entertaining clients or even prospects to get work, that's not actually allowed for tax purposes, which I know to many of you seems very crazy because often it feels like that type of expenditure is absolutely necessary in order to win business or keep customers or clients, but it's not allowed under the tax legislation. That doesn't mean that you can't do it. These things that are not allowed, it doesn't mean that you can't spend your business money on it. You can, but it means that you can't claim it against your tax liability. National charity donations are not allowed. 
Charitable donations made under gift aid are not allowed as a business deduction. You can, of course, have charitable donations on your personal tax return, but they're not allowable as a business deduction in calculating the business profitability. Political donations, as well as fines and penalties, are all not allowable deductions against your business's profit for tax purposes. Any interest you might have paid on overdue tax, also not allowed. And your own drawings from the business, they're not an allowable deduction when calculating the business's taxable profit. Now that list is by no means exhaustive, but it gives you a good sense of those main things that are not allowed for business tax purposes. So what is allowed to be claimed? Now remember that I said before that it was things that are wholly and necessarily for the purposes of business. To expand on that, some other things that you can claim include gifts to employees. These are allowable. You can also give gifts to clients under certain very precise circumstances. Those gifts to clients must display logo or advertising. They cannot include food, drink, tobacco, or vouchers that are exchangeable for cash, and they must cost less than £50 per client per year. Trade or professional subscriptions to associations are allowed. Legal and professional charges that are in association with the trading of the business is allowed. But if they're in association to capital purchases, then that is disallowed. Interest on borrowing for trading purposes can be claimed, but note the capital repayment cannot. Private expenditure of the business owner, not allowed. So it can get a little bit complex, but it's really important to remember that core rule wholly and necessarily for the purposes of business. If you remember that rule, then that will be your guiding principle as to what you can and cannot claim. If you're getting value from this video, please, please do remember and hit that like button. So now we know what expenses are allowed to be claimed and which are not allowed to be claimed. So now we need to calculate our business's profit so we know what the basis for our tax is going to be. So what we need to do is take all the income that has been received in our business from the 6th of April to the following 5th of April. That is the personal tax year. And when we add all those expenses up that are allowed, and when we add all the income up that we have received, we take the income less the allowed expenses, and that gives us our profit for our side business for the year. It is that number that you are taxed on. Now, how much tax you pay entirely depends on which tax bracket you land in. So when you look at personal tax, there are different layers and the different levels, the different amounts get taxed at a different percentage. So depending on which tax bracket you finish in, 
for your employed income will basically be the tax bracket you'll start in for your self-employed side. So how do you actually go about telling HMRC about all this? Well, you need to have first, if you have not already, fill in a form with HMRC that says, hello, I have a side business. I am running a sole trade. It's called registering as self-employed and I've included the link to do that in the description to this video. It is a relatively straightforward and simple form and this will basically put you in to the self-assessment tax regime and mean that you will be required to submit a personal tax return annually. It is in that return, like I mentioned before, that you declare the income expenses and profitability of your side business, along with including any other income that you have received. So that will be from your P60 for your employment, but also if you've received any bank interest income, for example, or perhaps some dividends, that will have to be included in your self-assessment tax return as well. And so then how do you go about submitting your tax return? Well, that is for most people done online. You need to register for what is called a government gateway ID with HMRC to allow you to log in to their online portal whereby you can submit your tax return. The deadline for submission of personal tax returns is the 31st of January each year. And like I mentioned, the year for the purposes of personal tax runs from the 6th of April one year to the 5th of April the following. So let's say, for example, we have the tax year 5th of April, 6th rather, of April 2019 to the 5th of April 2020. That period, the personal tax return is due by the 31st of January the year following. So if we go from the 6th of April 19 to the 5th of April 20, the return is due by the 31st of January 2021. The return and payment are due. If the payment is late or the return is late, you risk interest and penalties being applied. And that is how you deal with your tax when you are both employed and self-employed at the same time. If you are struggling with your accounting for your business, I would love to help. Pop me an email at yt at annetteandco.co.uk and let me know how I can support you. Thank you so much for tuning in today. I hope you got lots of value from this episode. Now, if you're struggling with any accounting things for your business, I'd love to help. Make sure you reach out to me at podcast at annetteandco.co.uk. That's podcast at annetteandco.co.uk and let me know how I can help. Of course, remember to subscribe to this podcast as well. Thanks again.